everyone, welcome back to Team Preacher. Excited to see everybody this week. We will be in James. We will be back in James. Praise the Lord. I am so happy to be back in James. I've studied. Um, I have just been studying it over and over again to make sure I get it um, good enough where I can give. I feel the Lord has given me this piece about giving you a good example and hopefully explain all this verse, these verses, and give a good, a good. Um, I don't know, a good spirit towards it all, and I want to give you a good, um, a good example, not a good example, but a good understanding, and I want something just very click in everybody in understanding of James 4. Alright, so we're going to be in James 4, chapter 4, all the way to verse 10, and um, I'm going to start in some prayer, everybody, and uh, I just wanted to, we'll start it up, um, very excited, this is, I think this, this has some of my favorite verses. Um, verse 7 and verse 8 and verse 9 are one of my favorite verses to read. You know, I say every week, it's part of my, uh, one of them is part of my verse plan. Um, another one is also probably another one too, but, um, I'm going to start a sense of prayer so we can get started and talk about them. All right. So I'm going to start this prayer, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord. I praise your name on high and I thank you for this wonderful opportunity to preach your word, Lord. To everybody on YouTube, Lord, I pray, um, the summer could reach many people, Lord. Reach people to perhaps get saved, encourage Christians, Lord. And I pray uh, be with everybody this week and bless everybody, Lord. I praise your name on high. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, verse, we're going to be in verse. So, we'll start verse 1, chapter 4, verse 1, everybody, in James. It says, From um, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? So this is how I'm talking about us, the wars that we have. You know, you know, yeah, I guess you could say America versus I can say you could say America versus this place, or right now, Russia versus um Ukraine attacking Ukraine. All these wars and battles. It says, Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Hmm. That no, that makes me think, right? So I have written here for um, world, you know, the world, the men of this world want, right? That's why there's war. They want more. They want something they don't have. They want more land. They want this. They want that. So they go and fight for it. But you know what? God gives need. The world always wants, but God gives need. So if they were Christians and they were godly and they were like they should be, right? Um, is, you know what, if we pray and ask the Lord to give us what we need, he will give what we need. You know, it might not be what we want, but it'll always be what we need. It might not always be that we need more land or more of this, but you know what, he knows where we are, he knows what we need, and he can't, he does give us what, sometimes what we want, but you know what, it's in a good fashion. It's not, you know, I don't think God wants us to have wars and battles. Because there's no peace in that. There's killing. There's so many things things involved in it that I don't really believe God wants us to be fighting over such things. He wants us to ask, and you shall receive. Um, God gives need. Um, ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss. You know what amiss means? I looked it up. Amiss means wrong or faulty. So we... So sometimes us as Christians, we don't, um, we pray to the Lord and we pray to him and we ask for things, but yet we don't just receive them. And a lot of that could be because we're asking amiss. 
means wrong or faulty. We are asking the wrong way or faulty. You know why I think, you know, one example of this is we could be asking like we deserve it. Lord, I've been giving you all I have. I deserve this. That's what sometimes I bet we could be praying like. And that would be a miss. We're praying wrongly or fault. We're praying wrong or fault. Because you know what? We need to be, and you know, we could be praying in like, we could be praying in not a humbleness of spirit. We could be praying, standing up, looking up to heaven, and praying like we deserve it or that we're better than everybody else. Instead of kneeling on our, kneeling on our knees and um, kneeling um, and bowing down. So there are so many ways that we can be praying, asking a mess, wrong or faulty. Um, and I think, you know, that's why the Lord does not, cannot, um, will not give us what we need sometimes or ask for. Um, ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. So don't ask amiss, everybody. We need to ask the Lord in the right way, with a humble spirit, peace, patience. And I try to be on my knees, bowing before him, because he's the king of kings. He's not somebody like, he's not like everybody. He's the king of kings who died on the cross for my sins. He deserves our humbleness, our lowliness, lowliness. Um, verse 4 um, says here, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Um, so I wanted to look up a good point right here. Is you know what enmity is? So enmity means the opposite of friendship. The opposite of being a friend. Um, I had looked up what a friend is. A friend, so if you want, I just wanted a better understanding of a friend here. It says, a friend, one who is attached to another by affection. One who enters for another, um, um, the other ones I don't really know. So one who is attached to another by affection. Um, and enmity is the opposite of being a friend. So yeah, the opposite of friendship. So not that the friendship, um, if, so don't be a friend of the world. Friendship of the world is enmity with God. The opposite of being a friend of God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend. Uh, wait, hold on. So let me think. So a friend means one who is attached to another by affection. So if we are doing this with the world, having um, one who is attached to another, uh, we are attached to the world by affection. We are enmity with God. We are not the friend of God. So we can only have one affection, affection towards one thing. It can't be of the world and God. It has to only be one thing. If it's of the world, we are enmity with God. So why not we have a be a friend to God. And it says, Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the enemy of God. You know why? You want to hear a good truth here? So this is the truth that I fully believe. Why Christians, we're such in a spiritual depression today. Why Christians are such in a spiritual depression? And it's because they're friends with the world. They're friends of the world. That is why Christians, so many Christians today, are not living the way they should, not giving Christ all that they should, not living for him, and live in such a spiritual depression that even so, um, that being around them just hurts my own spirit. 
why I believe fully why there's a spiritual depression out there today in so many Christians is because they're being friends of the world. They're having affection towards the world and don't even know it that they're losing affection for Christ, their Savior. They have no clue. No clue. It's under their nose. They have no clue whatsoever what they are living for. They have no clue. They just want to live. They think they're just... I have no clue about the thing because I, you know what, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't love the world. I don't want to live in this world, right? I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say that I am, but you know what, the other people can say that too. The other Christians can say that, but the way they live, the way they act, the way they dress does not reflect Christ. It reflects the world. And by knowing them, they ref they. They want to be like the world. That's their. That's where they're living in. You know. That's where they're. They're. That's where they're living in. The hole that they're in is that's the world, not Christ. No, not at all. I want to reflect Christ with all my heart. I give Him every bit of myself and everything I do. I want to praise Him. What sort of things are true? What sort of things are honest? What sort of things? Um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but based. Um, if there any be any praise, think on these things. I want everything I do to give God the praise. And there, I want the way I dress, the way I act, the way I, the way I am, the person that I am must, and I want it to reflect Christ, not this world. I don't want, when people see me, they see the world. I don't want something that I'm attached to to be this world. I don't want to have affection towards this world. My affection and attachment is of heaven, of God, of Jesus Christ. And yours should be too. It shouldn't be of this world. Christians, there is such a, there's a spiritual depression in America today with Christians. And it's because they love the world. They live in the world. They love the world. And you know what the Bible says about that? says, you know what um, it says in the next verse, um, that, you know, they're the enemy of God. They don't know, but they are the enemy of God. Do ye think that the scripture saith in vain? The spirit that dwelleth in us um, lusteth to envy. But he giveth, um, where does it say that? <clears throat> what I was looking for. Enemy of God. So the enemy of God, I've written some stuff over here. Um, that's for verse 6 here. So we're going to be, I'm going I'm to read verse 6 everybody, alright? It says, but he giveth more grace. You want know what grace means? He giveth more grace, wherefore he saith. Okay? So God resisteth the proud. Resisteth. So what does resist mean? Um, in a good understanding here. Um, resist means to stand against. Literally, to stand against. So he resisteth. He standeth against the proud. Which means the self-esteem. So he resisteth the proud. He stands against them. But you know what? So don't be proud. Because he'll resist you. Um, the proud. But giveth grace unto the humble. Grace means gracious, goodwill, kindness. Towards the humble means made low, submissive. So we need to be humble. We need to submit ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be made low. We need to be low, everybody. We need to be humble so that we receive grace. And don't you want to be um, God to be gracious towards you? Goodwill, kindness to you? I want God to be kind to me. I don't want him to resist me. I want him to be kind and loving 
Well, he'll be loving to all of us no matter what, okay? But what I mean is I want him to show gracious goodwill and kindness to me. Grace. I want him to show grace towards me, not resist me. Um, it says, verse 7, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Um, verse 7, one of my favorite verses, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Hmm. The way to get um, the way to humble yourself is to get away from Satan's temptations. The Christians today that love the world, they are tempted by Satan. They don't even know it. They think it's it's of their own lust of the flesh, and they don't realize that Satan's finding what they're weak at <clears throat> and defeating them. And they, what they should be doing is resisting the devil to stand against the devil, and he will flee from you. Um, we need to submit ourselves to God, everybody, not this world. It says, "Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you." So that's what I do every day. We need to draw nigh to God. Um, do everything we can to get closer to God every day. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Double-minded. Let's don't be double-minded. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Um, I've, um, don't be double-minded. Um, one mind. So one. So you can't, don't be double-minded, everybody. Okay. Don't be one mind on the things of this world. The things of this flesh. And then another mind on Christ and serving God. You can't have both. You can't serve two masters. You can't have two. Two. Because you know what happens with that? Two masters. You love the other and hate the other. You can't love both. You love the other and hate the other. That's just how it is. So we need to have one. One mind. Not one mind on the things and lusts of this flesh, this world, not one mind on what we want in this world. One mind, and it's Jesus Christ, serving him, praising him, giving him all the glory that he deserves out of us. Till we're bone dry. We need to give him everything. Everything of ourselves, everybody. Everything. One mind, and that's towards Jesus Christ. Pray to be one-minded, and that be Jesus Christ, everybody. All right, and then it says, um, "Be afflicted." So this is this is good here. This is good. Be afflicted, and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. So I, I'm taking this as through um, temptation and resisting the devil and this this world. The things will hurt. Will hurt. Will be afflicted. It says, "Be afflicted and mourn and weep." So this is good that we struggle. Even though the things that we want, our flesh wants, we need to be still giving what the Lord deserves and that we should be giving him. Um, your laughter be turned to mourning. And it's okay that our laughter be turned to mourning. We need to give it to Christ. Give it to God and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. So be afflicted, Christians. We need... Um, be afflicted and to mourn and to weep. Let your laughter be turned to, to mourning and your joy to heaviness. It will not be easy to give Christ our all, but it doesn't mean that we, it's not going to be easy. God said, never said it was going to be easy. All right. Don't live an easy, simple life. Live a life for God, for Christ. Um, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Um, Submit yourselves to God. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. You know, in the sight of the Lord, 
there the Lord has no restricting of his sight. The Lord sees everything. Um, you know, so there's no place we can hide from the Lord's sight to do what we want. There's no there's no place. There's no place where you there's no place you can go to be um to hide from the Lord. In the sight of the soul. You know what it says? Humble yourselves inside the Lord. It means everywhere, every time, not only on Sundays, because Sunday isn't the only day the Lord sees you. Sunday. Most, a lot of Christians feel like, so you know what a lot of Christians will do? Is they serve God Sunday, and they humble themselves in the sight of the Lord on Sunday, and then on the rest of the days, they don't. They just live like the world, live in the world. You know, it, the Lord wants us to humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, which is every day. So every day, even though it's not Sunday on Monday, it's not Sunday on Tuesday, it's not sun, the Lord's day on Thursday. Every day is the Lord's day, everybody. It's not Sunday is just a day, okay? Sunday is just a day. Sunday is just a day. It's just a day we decided to serve the Lord. But every day we should serve the Lord. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Every day is the Lord's day. It should be the Lord's day. It's not my day. It's the Lord's day. Today, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to serve. I'm going to do what the Lord wants me today. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to have time in prayer. Read my Bible every day. And I'm going to live for Christ. I'm going to keep him on my mind. I'm going to pray for remembrance of him. And glorify him throughout my day. That's how I want to live. That's how we should live. Is giving Christ every day. Every day will be the Lord's day. And we're going to give everything for him. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. We don't need... I've learned to stop looking for men and people to lift me up. Because you're going to be brutally disappointed. Very disappointed. Because of the pride of men. And not everybody... Um, you know, I'm an encourager. So I love to encourage people. But sometimes I always don't receive encouragement back. And I've learned, and you know, we'll learn, is you do the men, you can't search for men, people to lift you up. That I need to be searching for the Lord to lift me up. Because when we, when I give out a gospel track, I shouldn't be looking for the person, the Christian next to me to, um, to lift me up. No, I should be looking to the Lord to lift me up. That's what I mean and stuff like that. So that's what we should be searching for, looking for the Lord to lift us up, not the people. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Look for Christ to lift you up, not the people. That's all I have for today. Um, things of this world. Um, um, we must have one mind, and it's God's. It's of God's. It sh one mind, and it should be the Lord's. Not ours, not this world's. One mind, everybody, one mind. I'm going to end this in some prayer. Um, I'll do some cards today. I haven't done cards, I think, in a little while. So I'll do some cards before I end. And it says, What was the second plague that God placed on Egypt? To whom did Jesus give power and authority over all devils? In what three languages did Pilate write, This is the king of Jews? Who said, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath of, to come? Where was Pharaoh's army drowned? Who did God give Moses to help him in bringing the people of Israel out of Egypt? What was called food from heaven? All right, that's it. All right, I'm going to end this in some prayer. And, um, hmm. and to pray the Lord to give us one mind and that the Lord would end the spiritual depression among Christians and that we would love not the world.
nor the things of this world. Um, because if a Christian, if you love the world and the things that are of this world, the love of the Father is not in you. And that is that is deeply sad and hurting in my heart. And I pray that not be so with the Christians today and the people. Um, for the Christians today. All right, I'm an innocence prayer, everybody. We'll pray together. Um, Lord, uh, I, I, I never asked this, but it would be nice of you to pray with me today. Um, we could pray for this um, to end the spiritual depression. All right. Lord, I pray, Lord, to end the spiritual depression among Christians in this world, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we love not the world, that we nor the things of this world, Lord. I pray that we love you and we give everything we have, Lord. I pray we be not a friend of this world, but love and be a friend of you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we have not affection towards this world and the things. Lord, I pray that we have we be a friend of you, Lord, and give you everything. Lord, I pray help us to be one-minded, not two. Lord, I pray help us, Lord, to have one mind and to be of you, Lord. I pray help us to give everything to you. Lord, I pray help us to humble ourselves. Lord, I pray help us to humble ourselves. Lord, please humble me, Lord. Help humble us, Lord, to serve you, to submit to you, Lord. Um, Lord, I pray we give Satan no peace of ourselves, not this world, to give nothing to ourselves to this world, but everything to you. Lord, I pray we give everything, our, everything we have to you, Lord, till we're nothing. Lord, I pray help us to give everything to you. Lord, I pray, Lord, help us to humble ourselves. Lord, I pray, um, fill my cup. Fill our cups, Lord. Lord, that we might be um, overflowing. I praise your name on high and thank you for this wonderful day. I pray help everybody here today to listen. Um, well, Lord, I pray help us not to be just hearers, but to be doers of your word, Lord. I pray help us to do something about the words that you've spoken to us today. Lord, I praise your name on high and thank you for this blessed day you've given, given us, Lord, and gifted. Lord, I praise your name on high and thank you for this wonderful opportunity to preach your word and you, for you to speak through me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Lord be with everybody this week. Lord, um, the Lord be with everybody this week and have a good day, everybody. All right. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Bye.